Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. How we see things matters. In this cartoon that's up on the screen, two inmates are looking out of their cell, but one of them only sees the bars while the other sees a beautiful mountain vista. Where we fix our eyes matters. Throughout the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul and Titus have discussed their experiences with all sorts of trials and troubles as they've gone about their ministry. In all of it, they have had remarkable resilience. They've been not crushed even when they've been hard-pressed. Where they fix their eyes matters. And given the troubles that they've experienced, the way that the passage that we pick up today starts is incredibly bold. Therefore, we do not lose heart. And this is the second time They've said this, they also say it at the start of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 in verse 1. So how is it they don't lose heart? Verse 18 tells us, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Where your eyes fix, there your heart hopes. What's it mean to have our eyes fixed on the unseen? How do we have hopeful and resilient hearts as we engage as God's people in his ministry in the world that we find ourselves in? For those of you who were here last week, you'll remember that Chris provided us really helpfully and quite dramatically with the image of the cardboard box. You remember? Excellent. If you missed it, just glance back to 2 Corinthians 4 verse 7 and insert cardboard box where you read jars of clay and you'll pretty quickly get the idea. If you want to get the drama, you'll have to talk to Chris later and he'll reenact it for you. The box is us, but we have a treasure within. The treasure of the gospel of Jesus, the treasure of Jesus himself who sacrificed for us, enduring hardship and death so that we might have life. So helpful did I think the analogy was that I asked Chris's permission to borrow it and build on it today, hoping I would do his analogy justice and a little bit fearful that I might just wreck it for him, which I hope I haven't. But let's use the cardboard box analogy to reflect on these three stark contrasts that Paul puts forward in these verses that both wrap up 2 Corinthians 4 and lead into 2 Corinthians 5, which we'll look at next week. The first contrast is in verse 16. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. The contrast of outward versus inward. Now Paul, it's important to know, primarily is talking about his ministry here. He's not primarily talking about the sufferings of this world. It's not that he's not talking about that. 
And we can bring that into the passage, but we just need to be aware that the main thing he's talking about is sufferings brought on by his ministry. And he has this contrast between the outward and the inward. Outwardly, he's wasting away. Paul has been rejected in his ministry. He hasn't met the expectations of all. And more than being rejected, Paul has been persecuted in his ministry. And it would be easy for him to look from the outside like everyone else seems to be doing and say, look, it's a waste. It's all going to nothing. But Paul doesn't just look at the outside. Beneath what looks like a tough exterior, we also can be aware of the fragility of our own box. The older we get, the more we become aware it's wasting away. But even at a younger age, you know the fragility of your own cardboard box. Maybe it's breaks and bruises on the outside. Maybe it's emotional pain that comes on the inside. Maybe you recover quick at the start, but the indicators are there that something is wasting away. But Paul isn't just talking about physicality and he isn't promoting a dualistic view that is between body and soul. He's not trying to separate them. Rather, the wasting away and the outward that he talks about includes the moral decay that we might say is within. And we know how true that decay is as well. For even when we search for an angle with our box that we might want to post on social media and we look for the best angle we can possibly find, we know the reality of the rest of the box. We know the brokenness. We know that sometimes we can look inside ourselves and even be disappointed with what we find. We know the reality of life's struggles and pressures. And gospel ministry, living for Jesus in this world, not vocational ministry, all of us as we do that, gospel ministry increases our sense of fragility. We make sacrifices, but we don't see the outcomes that we'd always like to see. Sometimes we speak up for Jesus and we're bombarded with questions and objections about Christian faith. We live in faithfulness to Jesus, experiencing the hardships that come with self-sacrifice while we watch those who live distant to Jesus seem to prosper. Gospel ministry increases our awareness of our fragility. If our eyes are fixed on the outside, we can easily lose heart. Paul's resolve in all this is to know that he is being renewed inwardly day by day. He's trained his eyes to the unseen of the transformation that happens within. The suffering and hardship that he experiences is not a waste. Rather, it itself is how he sees God at work in him. Rather than look outward, he looks inwardly at the treasure and there he sees renewal day by day. He recognises that he lives in two worlds, an outer and an inner, two ages, two kingdoms. The outward age is 
the kingdom of this world, the age of decay, the world of suffering. The inner is the inner world of the kingdom of God, the age of renewal, the age of life. And Paul's eyes are trained to focus on the inward renewal. Now, maybe he doesn't always see it, but he knows it's always happening. You know, you might look at the last 24 hours and ask yourself, well, how did God renew me in those 24 hours? And you might see nothing. But if you look back over a month, six months, 12 months, a year, I trust that you will see something of the way God is renewing you day by day by day. And this is what Paul has taught himself to focus on, how God in Jesus is renewing his people, even through trials, troubles and suffering. And because of that, Paul does not lose heart. He fixes his eyes on what's being renewed rather than on what's wasting away. And there his heart hopes. The kingdom of God is coming. Life and ministry in Jesus is not a waste. The second contrast that Paul gives to us here is in verse 17. And it's the contrast of the weight of the troubles compared with the size or the weight of God's glory. Verse 17 says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Now Paul is not glorifying suffering or troubles, but neither is he diminishing them and just putting them off to one side like something you've just got to forget about or get over. Paul has been very transparent with the Corinthians about his troubles and suffering. He's been very vulnerable with them. Speaking of his time in Asia, Paul said in chapter 1 verse 8 that he despaired of life itself. That's not just glossing over trouble. Earlier in chapter 4, speaking about his own cardboard box, his jar of clay, he said we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed. Paul knew what it was to suffer and there was nothing small or insignificant about the trouble, suffering and persecution that he faced. Yet here, he calls them light and momentary troubles. And you've got to say, Paul, have you forgotten already? Like really? Light and momentary What stops Paul from being crushed like a box? It's where his eyes are fixed. And firstly, his eyes are not fixed on all the other boxes. He's not looking at them going, oh, you've got a few less scratches than me or you've got a few more than me. That's not how he's living his life. He's trained his eyes to see not the troubles but the outcome of the troubles. Through suffering and troubles in the name of Jesus, God is renewing him and God renews us. Through hardships, Paul no doubt developed all sorts of things that he started to see. Perhaps for him, through those hardships, he developed humility. 
And he praised God for it. Perhaps it was kindness that grew in him as he grew in empathy towards others who also experienced hardships and trouble. No doubt Paul would have grown in patience through his troubles. Do you see the point? It's often through our troubles that the Holy Spirit produces his fruit in us. And what Paul's saying here is the glory that's revealed within in the renewing of us to be more like Jesus, to exhibit the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the weight of that glory far outweighs the weight of the trouble that we go through. That's a massive thing to say. But if you hold the two, Paul says, the glory being revealed in your transformation to be like Jesus is far weightier than the weight of the suffering. But that shouldn't surprise us, really. Because it's how God has set his whole new creation story into motion. It was through suffering, persecution, abandonment and death that God started his new creation story through the person of Jesus. And as a result of that suffering, persecution, abandonment and death, God rose Jesus from the dead. New life came. The glory that was revealed was greater than the troubles that were experienced. God revealed his glory in bringing Jesus back to life and in providing new life for his people. Our problem is that we often look for glory in earthly prosperity. We think maybe God should make our box look a bit better and we're disappointed when he doesn't. Now perhaps we'd never say this out loud but I want you to ask yourself in the quietness of your own mind, have you ever had this thought process? If I do this, if I serve God in this way, if I, if I make this sacrifice for him, then he should do, he should give me health, he should give me wealth, success, at least a pass at uni, or at the very least, just make me comfortable as I go through life. When our hearts are focused on the outside, we'd prefer light and momentary relief from our troubles than we would prefer eternal glory. Where your eyes fix, there your heart hopes. The Christian life is not easy. It's about self-sacrifice, self-denial, suffering, hardship. The way of Jesus is the way of his followers. And that comes at a cost. It came at great cost for Jesus and it comes at cost for his followers. It came at cost for Paul. He experienced that cost. He acknowledged the cost. The cost is light and momentary though, Paul says, compared to the eternal glory 
of being made new. Through sufferings, persecutions and troubles, God was transforming Paul into the likeness of Jesus. Paul was discovering that Jesus was all he needed. And Jesus is all we need. The final contrast is between the temporary and the eternal. And you see that in verse 18. We're inclined to fix our eyes on the outside, on what is seen, on the temporary. The here and now is full of tragedy that can dishearten us. Our world is broken by sin and we don't have to look very hard or very far to see that right now. It's full of suffering and adversity, trials and troubles. We can still see glimpses of the original beauty that God made, but that beauty has been disfigured, eroded, scarred and blemished. What we see and experience outwardly is temporary. It's not all there is. The modern world and the modern self finds it hard to see beyond the here and now. We have to gloss over or cover it up. We want to make the outside look better. Paul urges us to fix our eyes on what God is doing, on what is eternal, what is unseen, to not lose heart because our eyes can see what God is doing. The unseen, the eternal is about how God is growing us even in the midst of troubles and trials and hardships. He grows us not just so we can be better people, but so that he can be working in and through us for the good of the world, to see his kingdom come into the world. As we embody the message of the gospel, even its suffering, persecution and troubles, we are renewed. And as we're renewed, then God works through us to renew his whole creation. And in doing that, God's eternal glory is revealed. Where your eyes fix, there your heart hopes. Life and ministry is hard. We can be easily weighed down by it. We can easily lose heart. Paul invites us to feel the weight of the eternal glory that's being revealed in and through us. It is a glory that will not be crushed. It is a glory that will relieve the world of sin and suffering. It's a glory that will provide forgiveness. It's a glory that will right wrongs and promote justice. And it's a glory that will prepare not just us, but the whole world for the return of Jesus, for the final resurrection and for the new creation. We might still groan in our bodies and we can groan in our bodies and Paul's going to talk a bit more about that in chapter 5. But for now we need to know this, that if we just look at the outside we'll lose heart. But rather we need to know that God has started a work in us A work that is so powerful that he is renewing us, not yet on the outside, 
but on the inside so that we won't be crushed, so that we won't be destroyed, so that we won't lose hearts. Where are your eyes fixed? Don't lose heart. Fix your eyes on the unseen. Fix your eyes on the eternal. That which God is doing in you and through you to make all things new. Let me pray. Lord God, it can just feel so strange that suffering is something that you can use to bring about renewal in us. But we do look to Jesus and we see his suffering. We see what he endured to the point of death so that your new creation plan could be set in motion. And so, Lord God, we ask that you'll strengthen us, that you'll give us eyes to see the unseen, to see the work that you are doing of renewal in us and through us throughout the world, that we might not lose heart, but that we might always have hope in you and in what you're doing. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Bend Hills 6pm Congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmatts.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.